Hey friends, the Twins got a jump start on the trade deadline by swapping relievers with the Miami Marlins. Who were they and what does it mean? That's what we're going to find out on Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everybody. This is Brandon Warren, and this is a Locked On Twins quick hit as we have a trade to announce. The Twins have acquired right-handed reliever Dylan Floro and in exchange have shipped Jorge Lopez to Miami. Now, before we get started, this episode, this quick hit is brought to you by Sleeper. If you want the chance to win more money with less picks, head to Sleeper where you can win up to 100 times your money with just two or more fantasy-based ball picks. So basically, you pick the players you want, you pick if they're going to be over or under the statistics you want, and if you're right, you win big money. If you use the promo code locked on, you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. So check out Sleeper today and find out if your state is one of them. Now, Twins getting a jump start on the trade deadline, easy for me to say, which is just under a week away by flipping reliever Jorge Lopez to the Marlins for Dylan Floro. If you are not familiar with Floro to this point of his career, he is a 32-year-old righty who has pitched a number of different spots. Uh, Again, most recently, Miami, of course, but also Tampa Bay, Chicago, the Cubs, I should say, um, Cincinnati, Dodgers, and Miami. Uh, So when you look at his numbers, 4.54 ERA, it's easy to kind of be down on him. Fangraphs has him at a 0.9 Fangraphs war. Here's what you need to know about Dylan Floro. He is a free agent at the end of the season. Jorge Lopez had another year of team eligibility of club control. So the Twins are exchanging a year of club control for a little more stability. And I know what you're thinking. Stability, 4-5-4 ERA, how is that stability? Well, Floro is, for one, extremely home run resistant. He has allowed a home run about every 20 innings this season, which I guess comes down to two and 39 and two-thirds innings. Strikes out a batter per inning, does not walk anybody, and puts the ball on the ground. The big number we want to focus on here is 3-9-7. That's his batting average on balls in play. And if the the Twins can help reduce that, he stands to pitch to his FIP of 278, his ex-FIP of 306, or his ex-ERA of 337. So to those not well-versed in those stats, basically his ERA of 454 has been largely because they're not catching the ball behind him. And if you want to point to a culprit, it may in fact be an old friend like Luis Arise because he gets a lot of grounders and Luis Arise has been playing second base. Now, will the Twins play better defense behind him? That remains to be seen. Edouard Julian at second base is uh, how you say not great. You know, um, at, at third base, you will probably have a lot of Jorge Polanco, which we also don't know how that's going to be. So there's a lot of things that could go right or wrong here, but the Twins are taking a little more stability in exchange for Lopez, who 
outside of the, the first month of the season has been an abject disaster. Now, we hope the best for Lopez. We hope he's doing well personally, professionally, and all that good stuff. But we have to focus on the Twins. And in this case, Floro will likely slot somewhere uh, behind, I would say, like Caleb Thielbar. Like in the Thielbar-Pagan mix, maybe like right between those two. And again, that only deepens the bullpen by pushing those guys more to the point where the Twins, when everyone's healthy, could be five or six deep with guys they trust in bigger spots. So I, uh, I, I for one, think it's a pretty solid deal. Uh, Floro was exceptionally good with Miami in 2021. He was a 1.5 win player via Fangraph's war, um, 0.7 last year, 0.9 this year. Uh, there's hidden value here. He doesn't throw hard. So in, in, by definition, he's not that exciting, but we all know how hard Jorge Lopez throws and he was not pitching all that great this year. The repertoire for Floro, and I did go back and watch some of his uh, highlights. He seems to be kind of a crossfire guy. So right-handed thrower who kind of steps, not, not toward third necessarily, but he steps kind of in that direction and then slings across his body, which gives hitters a little bit of a different look. Uh, and it makes him exceptionally exceptionally difficult on right-handed hitters. Uh, fastball average is about 92 and a half miles per hour. I saw him touch 94, 95 in the videos, but he has uh, really ramped up his sinker usage, which picks up grounders in a big way. Again, we talked about that grounders. If, um, you know, if they're going to Carlos Correa, they're going to turn into outs or double plays. So I think that if they can help him normalize that batting average on balls in play, even to his career rate of 315, there's a good chance he can be an asset down the stretch. And, and who knows, maybe get re-signed. So Twins trading uh, ceiling for uh, reliability. So basically what they need at this point of the season, where they're at, not only in terms of the fact that they went to Oliver Ortega in the ninth inning last night, but they just need reliability further down the um, the pecking order in this bullpen. So uh, fastballs that he sits 92-93. He throws a changeup quite frequently. I mean, relatively for a, a reliever, about 10% of the time. And then uh, lots of sliders. So again, you can see what would have endeared him to this Twins front office as he throws a lot of sliders. The big part of his repertoire is um, not so much that he gets swinging strikes. He will get a fair amount of swinging strikes on his slider and even his four-seam fastball, relatively speaking. But again, the fact that he can get opposing batters to just crush that sinker into the ground is going to help him. Um, you know, that, That's how he gets to a strikeout per inning without having overpowering stuff. The ground ball rate on his sinker this year is 66.1%. Now, when we look at league average for any pitcher, it's about 45%. He's well above that. Sinkers are naturally going to skew a little bit higher just because that's their job to get grounders. But even still, this is a well above average sinker. So if you are a big velocity person, you're probably going to be unmoved by this. But at the same time, too, what did that velocity do for Jorge Lopez this season, especially the last couple of months? So again, we hope for the best for Lopez, but... I think the way things were tracking and trending, there's a fairly good chance the Twins would have been faced with a really difficult decision whether or not to tender Lopez at the end of this season. He's making $3.525 million. If he were to get any sort of raise, you're probably looking at four and a half or $5 million. So honestly, for me, it's um, 
it's kind of like, okay, if the Marlins want to take a chance on his 2024 and tender him, and it's not something the Twins would have done, in the meantime, you get a little more stability in a bullpen that has been good. Like, don't get me wrong. It's been fairly good, especially of late. That blow up last night is notwithstanding. But it's a it's a win-win move for both teams as the Marlins are going to take a shot on his uh, on Lopez's pitch mix and maybe just a change of scenery kind of thing. Whereas Floro is almost like, how would I put this? Like the Kenta Maeda of relievers. Like, again, not going to bowl you over, but just steady, solid. Uh, and you shouldn't have to worry about bringing him in and giving up a big home run. He is not allowed more than a home run per nine innings since 2017. And back then, he threw nine and two-thirds innings and gave up two home runs. So really, he's he's never been a big home run guy. He's given up 18 home runs in his career in 317 innings comes out to uh, 0.51 homers per nine. So a homer every 18, 20 innings. So to me, this is a really nice counterpunch for Pagan, who again, not last night, notwithstanding has been pretty good about limiting homers, but that's his, uh, his Achilles heel. So again, this is just going to give the twins another veteran option out of the bullpen for later in games. And I think too, you know, you still got to go get somebody like a David Robertson. You can still aim in, in that direction, uh, get a Brent Suter. This is just the beginning, though. The Twins still need to add at least one more reliever, and they still need to be out there trolling for a right-handed hitter or someone who can handle lefties. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll talk to you real soon.